we only buy a week's worth of groceries at a time. And uh, it's a political statement. <laughs> uh, Indianapolis is quiet and very rainy. Um, a friend of mine said, she went out yesterday, and she said, it's like Thanksgiving morning, but no turkey. I have this um, cure-all, I call it my witch's brew, and it's a, a ginger tea. I just put ginger in a crock pot with lemon and honey and cinnamon and cloves, and it's pretty delicious, but I swear to God, I haven't been sick for like two years because of it. Well, I stay calm by just doing my work, and I have been having a little anxiety, but I paint or I sew. That's what I've been doing, painting and sewing. Hi, this is You and Me and Everyone We Know, an audio diary made by everyday people living through the coronavirus pandemic. I'm Brent Love, and whether you're listening to this right now or you're a guest on this podcast, you are a part of a community. You are not alone. Thank you for taking time to listen to these voices, time to connect, and time to remember that we're all in this together. In this episode, we're talking to Liana, Shannon, and my aunt Nanit. Liana is a UX designer and performer in Austin. Shannon is a nonprofit fundraiser and an old Peace Corps friend of mine in Indianapolis. And my aunt Nanit is an artist in Lake Jackson, Texas. A little housekeeping note. We've talked about news and medical information in these interviews, and they happened in the past. And no one here is an expert. We're just everyday people sharing our experience of the world around us as we experience it. Please go to your trusted resource for up-to-date information and for medical advice. In the first part of this episode, we're talking to Liana. Liana and I met at Abilene Christian University in West Texas, and we talked for the first time in nine years on March 20th, when neither of our cities had yet to give shelter-in-place orders. We talked about Liana's strategies for getting through quarantine, but I was most interested in how her alter ego was going to spend all of this free time. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I, <laughs> I'm good. I'm very good. I can't. Uh, okay. The last time we talked, uh, we randomly ran into each other in Austin. Is that right? That's that correct. Right? And, it, and I feel and like it, it was so awkward because, um, you know, like you dated a girl that my brother was into and kind of like stole her oh. away. <laughs> oh. And then like we oh. never had to talk about your... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, identity. <laughs> oh, my like coming out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Brent, do you have um, something to tell me? <laughs> no, no. If you don't know it by now, <laughs> if you don't know my identity by now, you won't know it. <laughs> no, no talking, more talking about it. Can there's, be no, there's no point in coming out multiple times. Is there? <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm way, I'm way out. I'm yeah. Way out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, Hallelujah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, that's very nice. Um, how are you? What is, I'm doing you know, good. What, what's life like for you right now? Well, I'm uh, stumbled into UX UI design in Austin, Texas, and uh, I absolutely love it. I'm kind of transforming Austin Community College. I'm their lead designer for the service center, uh, which is the IT awesome. service center. Uh-huh. Thank oh you. Oh, my God. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. 
I'm toying with this uh, alter ego that on Saturdays I dress up as a mermaid. Her name is Melisina. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> I have horrible stage. Okay. I have horrible stage fright, but I'm hoping to get to a point where I can um, do uh, floor shows and singing and stuff. Because I do have wait as a mermaid. Voice. Yeah, as a mermaid. <laughs> okay, okay, wait, 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 but how do you have a show if you're not in water? <laughs> uh, I don't know. On Saturdays, she, you know, comes alive and can walk on land. I don't know. <laughs> where where does she come alive at? Well, okay, so they have this beautiful restaurant in Austin. It's one of my favorites. It's called Austin Den. And it's named after a 1920s opium den owner or something in London, England. And it's um, completely (laughs) like oriental art deco kind of style. And so I like dressing up and going there. And I've kind of talked to the staff a little bit and they're so open to having some kind of entertainment for their dinner guests. So... Oh my God. I love it so much. Um, okay. So you're just like living a full artistic life basically. Yeah. I mean, it is a way that I can express my artistic side. I've always had such an interest in fashion and, um, I make these beautiful bodices. They're kind of just out of lingerie, you know, nothing peeks out or anything, but, um, it's got, <laughs> <laughs> it's got like, a seashells that I collected from Vietnam when I went to Vietnam and, and uh, like coins and jewels on them and stuff. And then I have this long um, high-waisted mermaid skirt um, that's all sequins. And I just recently purchased a bunch of different colors. So I uh, recently got a a black one and then I made a black bodice and I'm going to be like a swamp mermaid. Um, okay, so I am uh Cajun, it's like part of my makeup. Uh, I didn't know my, that, my mom's side. yes, and so I'm fully supportive of Swamp Mermaid, fully supportive. <laughs> um, I, that is for sure the one I would be most excited about, yeah. So, my Instagram handle is at ATX Mother of Mermaids. And uh, if you want to follow along Melisina's journey, she's also got a very um, I, I have like a um, a talent for speaking to animals, um, like making them do it. And, and, uh, so I, I kind of add that in there too. Excellent. Love it. Okay. So during this time Mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, Corona, so are you doing the isolation thing right now? Yeah. Are you like social distancing and all that? Right. I do have a roommate, so we at least have that social quality, but. (laughs) Oh man. So yeah. it's just you and your roommate hanging out a lot. That yes. Is, that's a lot. That's tough. I, that's I, tough. Okay. I recently got a new puppy, so it's kind of like conversations with animals all day. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Okay, so you're doing the puppy thing. I am curious if Melisandra, Melis- is I saying that right? Melisina. Melisina. Sorry, I'm having a Game of Thrones uh, <laughs> That's right. Uh, it, if Melisina is having, uh, is doing any performances online, if there's going to be oh, any uh, war- right. ma- bodice making 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people are staying home and doing, you know, their their handwork mm-hmm. at home. Uh, are, are you going to be uh, doing any character development yeah. uh, in your isolation days? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm starting to make elaborate cat costumes and dog costumes. And so maybe <laughs> we'll have a performance eventually. <laughs> um, my cat, um, I've been training him and he can sit and he can jump over my hand. Shut up. And he like, he jumps up to touch my finger and uh, what else can he do? Oh, oh my he just comes when I call. And then he's okay, got- These are all things that I want to see on Instagram. I'm okay. like, this is the content <laughs> that I need. I need cat tricks, please. Yes. <laughs> for some reason. Okay. So for some reason, I, I don't know. I, in my head somewhere is stored the, this reading I did about this cat circus in Russia. Have oh you, my gosh. Do you, do you know about the cat circuses? No. Tell me. Okay, so this the internet I'm sure holds the <laughs> this information somewhere. But um yeah, I remember and like they 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 had trained all these cats to do all these, you know, tricks basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and it was a cat circus and I feel like uh maybe by the time you emerge from your coronavirus isolation you will have a cat circus. Yeah, I might. <laughs> I think like um the world is your oyster. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the world <laughs> We'll all come out of this differently, and you may be the one who uh, has the cat cat circus. Oh, I I would be pleased with that. You're, you're on your way with yeah, the tricks. I anyway. am. <laughs> um, Indeed. I will. I I don't know if I follow Melissina on Instagram, so yeah, that, that is a must. It's actually must. so. It is an ancient mermaid legend. Um, she's one of the first mermaids oh. ever. You can Wikipedia her, and um, I've got it uh copyrighted but um yeah she only comes out on saturdays that's part of the legend um so you know once i get paying gigs and stuff it'll be easy to charge higher prices because i can't be out except on saturdays and it's not like i'm you know quitting my j job it's it's just kind of a hobby that i'm doing it's a lot of fun yeah yeah um, okay, so um, what is uh, isolation in Austin like right now? Are you uh, can you? I don't even know like how much the city is shut down. Uh, yeah, uh, it's not that bad yet. It's, they haven't forced you know everybody to stay inside. You can still go to the store and that sort of thing. But I am a little bit worried that they're going to start doing that. You know, um, I yeah. I live in an apartment complex that's pretty social, and they've shut down even our gym and our business center and, and all of that. So. Wow. How is it for you? It's it's nuts. I mean, we live in the middle of the city. We're in a house. Uh, we, you know, there are people kind of walking around. I went to the grocery store today. It was very, very weird. Yeah. It was very strange. Yeah. Well, they had like put up these plexiglass things in front of all the. Really? Um, ca- yeah. In front of all the cashiers mm-hmm. to like protect against coughing and stuff, which. Oh if I worked there, I would appreciate. Yeah. Um, but it was that was strange. They were wiping down the counters after every, like the the conveyor belt, wow, and the bagging area after every person came through. Yeah, it um, really does feel then, like an apocalypse, doesn't it? Oh, it's creeping me out. <laughs> yeah. Had then they had uh they had lines where like you had to wait behind the line until you could like behind the line until the person in front of you was through and they had wiped everything down wow um so what i I, I don't i'm very ignorant what exactly is the plan because i thought it's like 
you know, it's like the flu, like everybody's got to get it and then we're going to build up immunities and then we're going to be fine. But (laughs) I mean, I'm not really sure. I like, I'm always uh, telling people on this podcast, like go to a relative, like a reputable source for like actual medical information and and, like hard reporting. Sure. Uh, But this, you, this is the, you know, uh, the, the experience of this podcast is here's like, you know, a couple people just trying to listen and to the news and figure out what's going on and reflect on, you know, what's going on around them. I think, um, that this, from what I've read, that the disease is different than the flu in terms of how long you get immunity once you've had it. Yeah, um, I've I've heard people have, are even re-getting it. Like, yeah, yeah, I, and I don't I don't know, and it's so it's it's all new and sure. So I think the plan right now is to try to make sure that as few people get it as possible, and it's it's tough. It's really tough, and right, um, beca- because people don't really know a lot about it it's just changing the way we interact with people and yeah it's do you weird. know anybody it's, with it i don't know anybody with it um i'm like uh two degrees away i would say oh wow okay um so i know someone who knows someone yeah who got it um and you know just that's hearsay honestly because i don't actually truly know but that's from what I've heard from, mm-hmm. from a few friends. Yeah. Um, and they're all, you know, I think they had to get tested then the people who work with this person and. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So they're and they're Yeah. It's weird. So we we're hanging out at home and we got the kids at home. You know, we started a little bit late because, uh, because it's weird to have the kids, you know, they, they, they're usually in daycare. So, mm-hmm. um, right. So they're home, they're hanging out. Um, they are, you know, having a weird experience. And so like at nighttime routine has been very strange for them. Yeah. Um, particularly for our older one who's two and she can kind of tell something weird is going on. Yeah. I have a grand so, grandparent that is kind of entering into the, his last stages of life and, you know, his, his life is which you know, slipping away. And I couldn't get a hold of my grandmother on her cell phone. And I flipped out. I, I texted, oh. you know, my uncle and uh, he was giving me veiled re- responses that seemed really vague. And like, I kind of just immediately jumped to, uh, you know, they just don't want to tell me that they're, you know, he's dying. They don't want me to like, you know, hop on a oh. flight and go see them. So I booked a flight and everything. And then they were like, Oh yeah, no, it's just the, you know, nursing homes on lockdown. So you can't even get in. <laughs> I was like, Oh God. Oh my gosh. So I had to like oh, cancel no. my flight. I had a full on panic attack. I was like, <laughs> oh, like crying, no. you know, <laughs> like it was oh, just no. awful. Yeah. But false alarm, Oops. false alarm. I'm fine. It's all good. Grandpa's yeah, still alive. <laughs> the panic is real. That's the thing. And yeah. like, you know, it's, yeah, that's, re- I, that's one had, of the hardest things about this. I had to face like going into the storm, you know, Washington had like, yeah. I, I'm sure the death toll is up for now. That's where your but, um, grandfather is, is in Washington. Yeah, exactly. It's like six yeah. people died or something. And like, it's, that's where it really kind of took off. So I was like, uh, you know, what am I doing? But I have to go, I have to go see him, you know? Yeah. I think it's really tough. I think, uh, especially, 
um, you know, for people around our age, we're in our thirties. And, mm-hmm. and so the people who are, you know, at most at risk are grandparents or even parents for people that, you yeah. know, are kind of among our age group. And, um, yeah, first, I mean, you know, I think it's scariest to be a vulnerable person of any kind during this crisis, but then, sure, you know, we all know someone who's vulnerable right now. Yeah. And that's really hard. That's one of the hard things about this too, I think. Yeah. I carry a lot of guilt, uh, you know, from my grandmother's death a long time ago because I was, I was such a shit college student, (laughs) like all about me, you know, and like, I just didn't Mm -hmm. realize the gravity of, you know, passing on. It was just so stupid. And I, I just, you know, hated myself for so long about that. And, um, so it, Brent, you're not, I mean, I know some people think I'm crazy, but my grandmother reached out to me beyond the grave when we were going through this with my grandpa. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> do you want to hear about that? Yeah, of course. Of course I do. Okay. I'm down. I'm down for this. <laughs> yes. Right, cool. So she, um, I was, traveling to the Pacific Northwest and I was having a lot of anxiety because, you know, I'm, I'm going to see grandpa who, you know, he was always the fixer of the family and the big strong one that did everything. And he, um, you know, was losing his eyesight, losing his hearing and grandma was overdosing him with drugs. And so he was getting mean and paranoid and he's never had drugs, never drank in his life or anything. So it, and it's really scary, you know, to be mm-hmm. under the influence and like, at, you know, out of your mind out and feeling things yeah. that, yeah, and seeing things. And, and so, uh, he was really burning the family and, and cousins and stuff and, and just not a very pleasant person to be around. And, and I knew I have such healing energy. I knew I was going to, you know, my presence there, I just wanted, you know, to do, have the most effect, you know? So I was yeah. having a lot of anxiety and, uh, I was in Portland, Oregon, and I was thinking about, uh, Christmas presents for grandma and my mom. And I came across these candle bras that were like, um, a deer with its, um, its antlers had uh, candles in it and the, you know, the wax would drip down and make these beautiful formations. Right. And mm-hmm. um, my grandmother, when I was growing up, uh, she always had those in her house. Um, the one that had passed away. Um, mm-hmm. And they were so cool because, you know, you could see the different colors over the years and, Oh, here's when we had Thanksgiving together and we, <laughs> you know, lit this candle. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so I was like so excited and kind of, that was the first little touch that grandma kind of reached out and was like, Hey, here, you should give this gift, you know? And, um, so I'm Mm. talking about this in this coffee shop in Portland, Oregon. And then I go next door to this other shop and there's this, um, these rocks that have like little figurines and like succulents and moss and stuff. And when we were a kid at the lake house that had the candle bra, they had, we had this activity where we would get these rocks and we'd put moss on them and put figurines. And it was like, Oh my gosh, it's just like, you know, what we used to make. And I took a picture of it and I sent it to mom and dad. And I was like, who does this remind you of, you know? And, and I'm, you know, excited about that. And I turn around and there is a painting on the wall. That's a green lady in the same like formation as the one that my grandmother had painted like years ago my grandmother is an amazing impressionist painter her 
painting sold for $15,000 right before she died. What? Yeah. And, and, uh, this, she did this painting of my mom that's nude and she's green and kind of, you know, holding her arm and this painting on the wall, it wasn't hers, but it was the exact same painting, you know, but wow. done by somebody else. And I just like yeah. burst out crying because I could just tell she was like reaching out to me and trying to tell me something. Oh, wow. And like the shop owner and stuff was like, are you okay? Are you safe? Like what's going on? <laughs> and they were such sweet, like Christian people that were like, wanted me to sit down and like took Aww. care of me. It was so sweet. Um, but I realized later that what she was saying is like, you know, don't hold on to that guilt. Like, you know, this is the Mm. time to be with your grandparents. Like, don't waste it. And I could just feel it and hear it very clearly. (laughs) So now, now that you're in this situation, do you, you know, do you feel like you, you're going to be able to do the right thing? Like, yeah, for sure. You know, because it, because it's, like you said, it would be going to Washington right now is like going into the storm. Of... Yeah, fortunately, you know, the um, flights are pretty cheap right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's that. And uh, um, I haven't been sick in like two years. I have this um, cure all, I call it my witch's brew. And it's a, a ginger tea. I just put ginger in a crock pot with lemon mm-hmm. and honey and cinnamon and cloves. And it's pretty delicious, but I swear to God, I haven't been sick for like two years because of it. Listen, drink it. <laughs> and drink whiskey. It. You can add whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. For such a time as this, please yeah. do add uh, the whiskey. Yes. Um, and if you like properly like have that written down somewhere, and, and I mean properly as in actually written down somewhere, I would love to share that with people because yeah, we sure. will take all, every, all, we can, we'll take all we can get. Yeah. With some ginger in a crock pot. I will totally do that. I mean, anybody that knows Austin at all, they know about cedar fever, right? Cedar fever completely mm-hmm. skipped over me this year. It was crazy. And I swear it's oh, because gosh. I've been drinking a lot of that, <laughs> that ginger tea. So, yeah. You heard it here, people. Drink. <laughs> I mean, whatever works. Whatever yeah. works right now. What are your um, little cures? Oh, I met. I don't know. I don't have any. I'm <laughs> staying inside right now. Staying yeah. inside. I'm staying like, inside. <laughs> I've, I did recently switch from coffee to tea, though. So I am seriously actually down for the ginger tea. I like yeah, actually want to know what's in it. Um, okay, so I have to jump off the phone here in a minute. Um, but I do want to ask before I jump off the phone, if you have any encouragement for people out there who are listening, who might be actually self-isolating or isolated or feel, you know, like they could use a pick-me-up. Do you have any sure. words of love for people? I would just encourage everybody to, you know get back in touch with yourself and um, learn something new. There's so much to learn on YouTube, you know, Um, create something. We were all meant to be artistic and creative, I think in our own way. Mm. Yeah. It's a good time for it. Yes. (laughs) Um, And follow ATX mother of mermaids. Yes. That's right. On Instagram. Yes. (laughs) Um, Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you, Brent. You're a treasure. well, you are too. And I am so excited to uh, follow Melisina and see what she does in isolation. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. In 
the second part of this episode, we're talking to Shannon. Shannon and I met when we boarded a plane with a few other volunteers to spend two years in Armenia together. In the second part of this episode, we're talking to Shannon. Shannon and I met in Peace Corps when we boarded a plane with a few other volunteers to spend two years in Armenia. Shannon and I were assigned to the same training village and spent three months living next door to each other on the side of a mountain. Shannon and I talked on March 19th. We're both Midwesterners now, and when Shannon gets anxious about the pandemic, she looks outside herself to see how she can help. Okay, hi. Hi, how are you? Hi. It's only been like so, nine years. <laughs> it's only, well, has it been nine years? It has uh, been 11, nine years. 11, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, well, 11 years since we, since we Sorry. left for Armenia together. Yeah, we came back in 11. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at a regularly scheduled time, as opposed to all volunteers now. My heart is broken. My heart is truly broken. Um, I saw that and I am devastated. I I feel so bad. Um, it's bad on just like so many levels, but yeah, also so many things are bad on so many levels. It's yes. Like Peace Corps pulling all their volunteers would be news on its own. It would be like headline news on its own, you know, flying across the nation. And now it's just like one small piece of news among many. Yes. One little blip in the world that we live in now. And at the same time, you know, I I live in Indianapolis and we're going to work together to anybody coming back that needs anything. So that's the nice thing is that community is still there. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that about it. Uh, okay, so how are you doing? How how are you doing with all with everything? With this lovely self isolating self, thing. Self isolating. Are you self isolating? What does that mean to you? Right I now? don't know. I because so here's what it does. It forces me to uh, reach outside of myself. I live at, I live in a house. I live alone. So and I work from home half the time. So what this is forcing me to do is reach out to people I haven't talked to in a while. It's forcing me to cook, which I don't do on a regular basis. Uh, it's forcing me to slow down and, you know, take, I'm, I'm noticing like if I sit too long, I'm like, let's go do some yoga poses. Cause I've been sitting too long without walking and, you know, we're stuck in rainstorms for the past two days. So I can't get outside. So I'm like, let's do some yoga. So it's this crazy time of the world, but it is forcing me to slow down and in ways that I didn't think I wanted to. Huh? Yeah. Um, what do you do for work? I don't actually know. Yes. Well, I work in nonprofit fundraising and consulting. Oh, so, so are you, uh, do you have your own practice or are you? Yes. uh, And so I have my own company, but I subcontract with a larger company called Loring Sternberg and Associates. And cool. I, um, I started my own company a year and a half ago, two years ago. Oh, now. Congratulations. Um, yeah. So, uh, it affords me, uh, some flexibility and some, some opportunities to do volunteer work that have taken me, has taken me all over the world. So, um, so this yeah. was really an opportunity. I was running out of vacation working for a nonprofit and I was like, huh, I start my own company and I go subcontract. I can actually like have more free time. So that's what nice. I do. Yeah. 
Yeah, and well, you just won't be taking those trips uh, anytime soon now. No, so I'm glad no. you got them done. <laughs> <laughs> so I had um, four conferences scheduled between now and May 1st that have all canceled. Wow. Um, and they were in great places like Little Rock, Arkansas, and Baltimore, and Mobile, Alabama, and Tempe, Arizona, and um and so they're canceled. So that's kind of a bummer because I was really excited about a few of those places. Yeah, of course. And then I was supposed to have two weeks in Minneapolis. And that, oh. Yes, I know. You what? A phone call. Uh, but May- What? Yeah, I know. I was going to come meet the family. Oh, my God. That would have been amazing. And it may still happen. Not necessarily this year, but eventually. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So I'm For a conference or for work? Both. Or for, I mean, uh, yeah, like for a client, I guess. Yeah. Well, this, it, was call them volunteer work. this was volunteer work. Oh, oh. Um, and I was going to be up there for two weeks. And so I was like, ooh, who do I know? What was the, I know. What was the volunteering? What was um, it? What were we so going to do? I'm a delegate to the Methodist, the United Methodist Church General Conference. Okay. So the United Methodist Church meets every four years as a governing body called the General Conference. And I am a delegate a voting delegate from Indiana. And so I was going to huh. be up there to work on stuff and fixing the church. Wait, is this, is this uh, a conf- Is it a conference? What? Yeah, it's a conference. It's a two week conference Two And, and, and is it always in Minnesota? No, no, no. It traveled. Oh, okay. And it's every four years. So like the last four years ago, it was in Portland, Oregon. I think before that it was, I don't know where, somewhere on the East coast. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So basically you're just traveling the country all the time, except for now you're not. <laughs> except for now I'm not. Um, and it goes in spurts, <laughs> you know, spring and fall, I was definitely traveling a lot more, um, for conferences where I would speak, but now I am not cause nothing is happening. Um, um, and that's okay. So you're, you're just hanging out in Indianapolis. Like what's, what's Indianapolis like right now? Uh, Indianapolis is quiet and very rainy. Um, mm-hmm. A friend of mine said she went out yesterday and she said, it's like Thanksgiving morning, but no Turkey. <laughs> and I was like, and like all the time, and like all the time, um, you know, our big box stores are still really busy. I was at, I went okay. to the grocery store yesterday afternoon and you wouldn't know from the parking lot that it was, you wouldn't know one, that it was the middle of the day two that it was a Wednesday um, because wow. it was just as busy as ever. Um, wow. so I think social distancing is happening here. Uh, you know, our schools are closed until May 1st. Wow. All the way until May 1st. Yeah. Okay. The governor announced today that it would be till May 1st. Um, so, you know, most of our, our places are, I mean, museums are closed. They're talking about hotels closing and, you know, we have the same rules of no restaurants except for carry out and, you know, delivery. So Crazy. we're, we're there and, and Indianapolis is a driving city. Big surprise. We do have that lovely race. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> so it is a driving city where nothing is really close to each other. So you, you kind of have to drive to get places um, or, hmm. you know, we don't have a, supreme sub you know we don't have a subway at all. Yeah. we don't have a um you know a fantastic bus program so you know you're either the bus or you're driving and so i live about four miles from downtown 
Mm-hmm. And I live in a little neighborhood, so it's fine. I can get out and walk. And I just saw a, a young man walking down the street with his dog, you know, so people are taking their dogs out for walks and stuff like that. But um, the streets downtown from what everybody shows are, are empty. Um, hmm. You know, the capital finished the, the capital government finished its, session maybe two weeks ago maybe a week ago Mm -hmm. so they're not there so nothing's happening down at the capitol building and so it's really it's really kind of crazy and and the government yeah the city government all my friends in city government have been working from home for a week so oh man it's kind of chilling uh yeah it feels it feels similar here in minneapolis um we live uh kind of right in the middle of the city so um it feels like, like you, that's a great way to describe it. It was like a holiday morning. There's still cars around, but not that many. Don't really see very many people. And it's a little groundhog stay ish. Mm-hmm. Like, like, okay, same waking up, same bad news, you know, same rolling bad news coming through. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and we just, it's the same day over and over again, all of a sudden it's very, very strange. Well, and I normally get, you know, dressed for work and I go about my day and I'm like, what sweatpants can I put on? (laughs) I don't need to to dress up. No one's going to see me, you know? I'm wearing a shirt with buttons today just because I thought I should. I don't know why, but I was like, I just, another t-shirt. Maybe I should put on (laughs) a shirt shirt that has a collar Oh wow! for who I don't know. Cause really (laughs) just like my son right now is like biting through all my clothes. So, Oh my um, gosh. They're the only ones that see me anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it's really weird. Okay. So what are you like? How are you staying calm in all of this mess? How am I staying calm? Wow, that's a really yeah. good question. What are you doing um, to take care of yourself? Like when you, because I don't know, I'm yeah. I'm freaking out. Like yeah. sometimes I have my, it comes in waves. Yes, I totally. So what do you do it. when you have a wave? When I have a wave, I actually, when I have a wave, I call someone else or I check mm. in with friends or I, I don't make it about me. I make it about someone mm. else. So I, I, that sounds really weird. Uh, but I had to kind of, because my, my, anxiety will just grow and grow and grow. So it was like, what do I have to do? I have to check in on someone else. Hmm. I need, cause I can't volunteer anywhere. Nothing's, you know, there's nowhere to volunteer. So normally when I get anxious, I would go volunteer somewhere. I would make sure that, you know, I was taking care of someone else and not me. Yeah. So since I can't really do that, it's like, Oh, I'll call people I haven't talked to in six years. I'll call people I haven't talked to in two and a half months or whatever. Isn't that weird. And, well, I mean, listen is. to us, we're talking and we haven't talked in nine years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's part of it. It's like one of those things when I saw your post about, do you want to do this, this podcast? I was like, you know what? This fits right in with what I've been talking about. Like, because anxiety happens for me when I'm concentrating on myself and my future and what I'm going to do and where my next paycheck's coming from and those kinds of things. But if I turn it out and I and I concentrate on someone else and their needs, and I may not be able to bring them anything, I may not be able to you know see them. They may be states away or countries away. But what I can do is offer that ear, that that yeah. word of comfort, whatever it is, so that they know they're not alone. You know, that's part of that anxiety is um, when we isolate ourselves. And I read this somewhere. 
yesterday or today about self-isolation or, you know, so social distancing, really we should have a better name for it because we should be more social now than ever just through different means, yeah. you know, and using our computers for, for social meet, meetups and things like that because social distancing isolates us. And, and that's what breeds that anxiety for me. And so, you know, I said to a friend, I was going to the store. I said, what can I get you? And, you know, they gave me a list and I was like, thank you. Now I have a purpose. Now I have a reason to go out and get something done. Um, that's nice. You know, talking to the, the executive directors of the organizations that I work for, it's like, give me lists of things you want me to accomplish. Cause I've got more hours in the day than I know what to do with because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm here. Um, when I get anxious or something, I get up and I make food, which I haven't done in years. You know, I haven't done since Peace Corps probably. probably. Really? I don't cook because it's not fun for me and it's <laughs> yeah. consuming. And so, um, but when I know that I need to use the food in the pantry before I go to the grocery store, when I know I need to use the things that are, you know, going out of date before they go out of date in the refrigerator, it gives me like, oh, this is something I can accomplish. Yeah. I mean, I make guacamole yeah. and egg salad. It's not like I'm making, you know, <laughs> you know, there's no four course meal coming out of me, but there's definitely, you know, little things. Um, these foods are sounding very creamy. <laughs> dips and spreads happening. <laughs> Excellent. Very excited about this. I, I did make dessert. You know, I made a um, uh, pumpkin squares. So, you know, the things that count. Or delicious. Or delicious. Or hors and, and uh, desserts. I mean, you've got the pumpkin squares. Maybe you should just like do a full Thanksgiving meal because, uh, you know, we're living in a... T- everything's relative now. You right. Know? Thanksgiving today. Why not? Well, and we have Thanksgiving in... What's the... You know, we have Christmas in July. Let's have Thanksgiving in in March. You know. uh, I think why why not? It's a strange holiday. Yeah, and and just, I, I you just do. Faithful. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying all this uh, uh, gratitude stuff I'm seeing everywhere too. About oh my like, gosh, right? Focusing on gratitude right now is a good way to help. I've done the uh, Facebook, remember what's good. I've done the Facebook. Um, I've seen people posting things on Facebook like post one word of where we met or how we know each other, post your 15th picture. And I've been participating in that just because I can't read one more article about 479 deaths in one night, you know, that's tumultuous to me. And, and so I'm like, you know what, if I can fill my Facebook feed with positive and memories and how, you know, reaching out to people I haven't talked to and, you know, four months then or four years or whatever, then let's do that. Cause that's what the social distancing really should be talk- teaching us is that the distance doesn't matter. It's the social that matters. Yeah. Or at least I hope. And we just, we have to get creative now. And also like all the things that we might not have participated in before, cause they thought we were silly, you know, they, they thought that's a silly thing or, or whatever. Like it doesn't matter. Like just enjoy yourself in whatever way that you can. <laughs> and we need silly right now. Yeah. You know, I remember after September 11th when um, Saturday Night Live came back on 
And it was like, mm. can we really be funny? And it was like, we need funny now. And I appreciate that, you know, all of the talk show hosts are doing things from their houses and posting things on Instagram and all the, all the bands and, and singers are doing concerts from home. And I, I'm so appreciative of that, but we have to remember to be silly too. I mean, yeah. silly feels good. Yeah. Find someone, find somewhere to laugh. Yeah. I catch myself laughing at some of the posts and I'm like, this is, you know, this is our generation's uphill both ways. To, uh, to, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, <clears throat> this is our generation's, uh, taking a wallop. That's for sure. That's true. That's true. For sure. Okay. So, um, I do, I do have to wrap up okay. here in a couple minutes, oh my gosh, but so fun. I know. Um, but I do want to, before, before we, um, get off the phone here, um, I wanted to ask if you have any words of encouragement for someone who might be listening, who's, you know, maybe sitting by themselves or, or going through their version of this hard time. If you have any words of encouragement for people. I do. I have two things. Um, reach out to someone that you haven't thought of in a while. Check your phone and see who you haven't called in a while. Um, whether it's a text or a phone call, it's worth it. It makes you feel better and it makes that person feel so special. Um, and, and depending on where you are, if you can, um, sometimes it feels good to just go for a walk. If it's to your fence and back, if you live in a city where you're, you know, if it's out on your balcony, if it's, you know, just changing your scenery a little bit can feel so much better. Um, you know, if, it, if you've been working in one room for the last three hours, move to another room if you're in a house. But that change of scenery can make such a big difference and make you feel so much more invigorated or ready for the next challenge or, or realize that it's okay to put it down for a little bit yeah, and pick it back up later. Yeah. I love both of those. Thank you. Uh, I'm like, think, I'm like immediately thinking about doing both of those uh, and how I'll do them. So that's awesome. Yes. Thank you. Well, thank you. This is, this is helpful as well. Um, reconnecting with old friends. Yeah. I love it. That's what we are. We are. Old friends. We're that much older. We've known each other for a long time now. We have now. We've actually lived next to each other, next door. That's right. For a brief period of time. Yeah. And then we moved across the country from each other. And now we're pretty quickly actually after. in the same, well, we're not in the same time zone, but we're. Well, we're Midwesterners now. We're Midwesterners now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's so good to talk to you. Um, I look forward to um, laughing and being silly on Facebook together. Yeah. And uh, feel free. Of course, we should call each other anytime. For sure. I love it. In the last part of this episode, we're talking to my mom's sister, Meg, who I grew up calling Aunt Nanit. Aunt Nanit and I talked on March 15th, just a couple hours after I got a whim to ask my Facebook friends if anybody would make a podcast with me. At that point, we barely knew anything about the pandemic. I was worried about Aunt Nanit, who last year was diagnosed with PF, pulmonary fibrosis, which is a disease of the lungs. We talked about that and about what advice she has for people with anxiety right now, because she's someone who lives with manic depression. On the day we talked, I'd been thinking about trying to sew up a mask, but there definitely hadn't been any news stories about it. Still, if I was thinking about it, I had this feeling my Aunt Nanny, forever the artist, had probably already whipped up a few. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, would you, you mind? Well, so I'm doing this podcast. Uh-huh. 
And I'm hoping to start by, uh, would you mind introducing yourself? Yes, I'm Meg Scott. I am Brent Hines's, or Brent Hines loves uh, aunt. aunt. Otherwise known as Aunt Nanny. Otherwise known as Nanny. Yeah, Aunt Nanny. That's uh, that's how I know you, but the rest of the world, I guess, can call you Meg. <laughs> well, my grandkids call me Gran. Oh, and that how many, dude, how many grandkids seen, do you have now? I have one grandchild now. Yeah. I have four actually. Oh, I have four. So Chris is uh, Chris and Chandler. They named him Chandler. I love that name. You know, I love I that know. name. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, we talked. Well, last time we talked, but you know, you were in the middle of. Mm-hmm. Last time we talked about Chandler, you were right in the middle of uh, of becoming his grandmother because he oh, just yeah. born last time we talked. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, how's your uh-huh. son? He's good. He's growing uh-huh. so fast. He's getting uh-huh. so big. Has he started laughing yet? Oh yeah. Except he's uh-huh. doing. He's doing that cackle laugh, like. <laughs> yeah, that's what. <laughs> um, Chandler's doing. You should yeah. on uh, Chris Compton's uh, Facebook and look at it. I've got this mask on. I'm trying to figure out if this mask will work. I'm making masks out of my quilting material. <gasps> oh my gosh! You know that I had the same thought. We're like we're obviously cut from the same cloth. Oh, we are. Yes, because I have all my quilting stuff, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Is somebody out there got?" Did you find a pattern for quilting masks? No, I just uh, I saw somebody who was making them, and I don't I don't remember if she said how to do it. She didn't. Well. I saw a blog, I mean, a tutorial on it. Yeah, I must have because, uh, but I did it a little different than they did it. Uh, oh, okay, so are you choosing like uh, plain yeah, color fabric or is it more fun? No, it's more fun. I, I take, uh, you know, one of those five charms, five inch charms, cut mm-hmm. them in half, sew them together in different decorations, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, just well, I put the the stretchy wire on it or the stretchy cord on it, and uh, it's really it's really cool. Oh, I love that! Right. And also, I I can't wait to see it because if I get a spare minute, you know, I'm I'm at home with the kids most of the time now, and oh, yeah. um, if I but if I have a spare moment, I've been wanting to try. Yeah, that's um, what I'm doing. I I saw it quickly. I don't think I. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, well, so uh, what's your plan? Are you, huh? are you, are, what's the plan? Are you going to try to give it to get it yeah. to someone? Yeah. I'm going to make as many as I can and I'm going to give it to family first and then, yeah. uh, uh, take them, the little ones up to the hospital. I have a lady friend up there that works as a volunteer. Oh, I love that. Them. Yeah, see if she'll take them. That's precious. But, yeah, I was thinking about doing that too. I wonder. Um, I wonder if other people are thinking about doing it. I know at least one. I saw two that night. Um, I think. Well, if you if you find a link, will you send it to me? I will. I'll go back and look for it. I have it. I have it. I know I have it. Have you seen that Teresa down under her. No. Was, 
She's uh, uh, she's in Australia, I guess, and uh, she does these videos where uh, they're just pictures of her doing it and everything, and then yeah. it's uh, music over it. She doesn't even talk. Oh, fun. Well, I would there love to go. see a link. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll send it. Um, so what else is going on? Well, uh, I don't... How's everybody doing? Everybody's doing really good. Uh, I'm doing much better than I was, you know. I'm yeah. But... Yeah, I know. I know your um, health has been a big issue. Yeah, well, I've got IPF, which is yeah idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, and uh, it's terminal. But they're oh. get me a uh, lung though transplant, and uh, I ha I filled out for that, but I haven't qualified yet. So I have to. I think I have to lose like twenty more pounds, and that will be it. I'll qualify. So, and they'll put me at the front of the list. I think. You know, because of my age. You know, well, I, um, you know, we're all we're all just cheering you on this whole way. Oh, I know, and and it's, you know, when I first heard about it, I went, okay, and I thought, well, that's the thing we've been taught all our life. We've been singing songs about it on Sunday, going to heaven to meet Jesus, Zion. You know, yeah. and so I was pretty cool with it. You know, I hate to leave my family. Uh, I'm really worried about them and y'all. Yeah. Know, uh, or you are family, but I mean. I know what you mean. You know, the, your, 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 your kids. You're thinking, I yeah. know you're thinking about your kids and your grandkids. Mm -hmm. and Yeah, and it's, it's kind of rocked our world really pretty bad. And uh, I get sick every once in a while, but I'm fine mostly so far. Uh, this coronavirus would take me out. Yeah, I'm sure. How are, are you? Um, how are you I'm doing with everything? Home. You're saying I'm doing home. good. Well, I'm on oxygen. You know, yeah. I have to be. It's like being tethered. You know, to a wall. You know, I'm tethered to the machine, so I have my hoses and I walk, or my hose, and I walk around. You know. Mom said she was uh, very happy to see you, and she went down to see Papa. Oh yeah, yeah. We did you you had a good time cutting up and playing games. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, we did, and uh, uh, so we're doing real good. We just, you know, uh, is everybody able to stay inside, or or you know, is everybody are people going to work, or I don't, I haven't called Cassie yet, but uh, Craig's work might let him work at home. Yeah, it's on the computer and over the internet, you know computer so uh he'll probably do that we haven't found out yet but um yeah friday they announced it and everybody went to the store <laughs> and got yeah. all the, all the did you did you go to the store uh, well craig did yeah yeah and uh we only buy a week's worth of groceries at a time and uh it's a political statement. <laughs> a, a political statement? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> One time, oh, it's so funny, Brent. You know how I am. I, I don't stand on ceremony or, or money or anything else. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were in uh, IHOP, and the lady said, our machine's down. We have to have you pay in cash. And oh, we don't have any cash. 
a manager, you know, she calls me, <laughs> across the room. Mm-hmm. They don't have any cash, money. They don't have any money. And I went, oh, boy, I, I almost got her. But I, I decided not to. So, you know, and I calmed down. I didn't say nothing. You know, but we went across the street to the IHA, I mean, to the um, bank and just got it and came back. So it wasn't any big deal. But we That's good of you. Money. You know, so, uh, but anyway, what else is? Well, so how are you feeling about all the news that's coming on about all oh, this stuff? It's weird, Brent. It's yeah. weird. it's like what God said it would be. And this is this is a plague. No matter how they spin it, it's a plague. And um, you know, so I, how do you stay calm in everything? Well, I stay calm by just doing my work. And I have been having a little anxiety, but I paint or I mm-hmm. sew. That's what I've been doing, painting and sewing. My poor uh, stamps haven't seen any ink in a long time. Well, <laughs> you know, if if uh, the spirit leads you, you can get that. You can get those stamps out and mm-hmm. and get to work on the stamps. But painting and sewing sounds good. What are you painting? I'm painting a, a flapper girl right now. She's uh, uh You love those flapper girls. You've done a few flapper yeah. girl paintings. Yeah. Why do you Why do you love the flapper girls? Well, it's deck. It's Art Deco. Mm-hmm. And I worked for Deco Art. You know, with the mm-hmm. painting. And I started looking at them and everything, and thinking, "Wow, it's Art Nouveau too." And um, uh, I just I liked how it was. I do movie stars a lot. I've uh, done a lot of movie stars. Oh, I've seen You know, I've seen them. But yeah. I've got tons of your paintings in my house. You the, do? Uh, well, yes, you sent me I, so I, many. I got, yeah, I sent you that one. I've even got like a cat. I've got a cat that stays. I think the cat's in the nursery. Oh, yeah. And I sent and then I. I've even got the snowmen that uh-huh. um, we bring out at Christmas time now every oh. year. <laughs> so we got and, quite the collection going. Yeah, and you've got um, – I had it. It was right there. Hang on. I mean, I've got a lot. I've got a lot. Mm-hmm. Of them. Oh, the fish. The, mm-hmm. the beta the fish. fish. That one's out in the studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, thank you. I yeah, I got, I, got a, I got a lot of um, – a lot of of your paintings. I'm glad you're doing a lot of them right now. What a great thing to be doing while you got to stay inside. Oh yeah, and uh, making this having something to do that mm-hmm. might be helpful. You know, I don't know. They may not even take them. They might. Uh, play with I don't know. They I think it's. Work. I th- especially I think if. Um, if I don't know, it'd be worth doing some research about to see if if people can make them at home, especially if you're feeling sick. You know, if if a person mm-hmm. at home is feeling sick, um, mm-hmm. because they say that it's most helpful if someone who's having symptoms is wearing a mask, mm-hmm. and then you know you you they cough into the mask. Well, it might be nice mm-hmm. for someone at home to have one or two or three, right? Then they reusable. can wear them out and wash them. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. they're reusable. So I love that idea. Yeah. Um, 
I put and some I'm... interfacing in the middle, mm-hmm. and then um, there, I don't know, the 10 inches isn't quite long enough, but um, I put a, I, I put three together, so that's probably going to work. Well, if you've got a pattern or you got somewhere where you're sharing that work, I will totally send it off to people. Okay, so you send yeah. it to me if you find something. I will. I, I have. And I'll just send it off. So how... Um, Beautiful idea, I thought. I think it's awesome. Uh-huh. Um, how else are you staying calm? Oh, um... You're, you're, you are... I'm um, getting kind of mean about it. I don't know. Uh, oh. Brent, no, really, I, I've been barking at people today. I don't know why, but... Uh, well, you talked about anxiety, and that sounds like yeah, anxiety. anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, you know, I can't get something to work right or something. I have to fiddle with the hose or do this or that, and it's making me uncomfortable, and I just lose my temper, you know? Well, I think temper kind of runs in our family, if I'm being honest. I, I got it, a little temper oh, myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can ask my husband. I have a little temper myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... Uh, oh, that, you, that I, reminds me. Oh, yeah. Listen to this. Chris said that uh, Chandler doesn't cry. He screams. Oh. Oh. And he said that Chandler uh, is trying. He's doing that cut, 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 cut thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Chris said he, oh, I can't remember now. But uh, anyway. Sorry. That's an- he's trying to, sounds like he's trying to communicate. Yeah, he is. And uh, he said, I love you, Brent. Did you? <sighs> that one was like three months after he'd been born. And I'm proud oh. of you. You watch that little video. She goes in in the morning and she's got this beautiful voice mm. in the morning. And she says, hi, Chandler. And he's laying there and he gets all this big smile. And she says to him, I, uh, what you doing, buddy? And he looks at her, and he's la- he's he gets a minute of "Aren't you going to pick me up?" And then he looks at her, and she says, "I love you." And he goes, "You can tell." He stops and looks at her, and tries to move his mouth, and mm. said it. He said it. Oh, it's so obvious that that's what he's saying. Wow. Uh, it's the videos that I have of of them. My grandkids are beautiful. I got. Uh, well, send them on. Will you send some Happy more pictures? Birthday. Yeah. Oh, Katie was singing um, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Oh, will you send some of that. that stuff so I can see it? I will. I'll put it all together tonight and send it to oh. you right now. Um, well, okay. So um, I'm going to uh, have to jump off the phone here in a few minutes, but I wanted to I- also ask you, mm-hmm. um, because this is for the podcast and I don't know who's going to listen to it, but I just thought, you know, you're making yeah, you your too. your quilts. And I'm like, well, I make podcasts, so let me just mm-hmm. make a podcast because I have nothing else to do. <laughs> oh, well, Brent, send it to me so I can. I will. Can you, can you do that? I w- oh, yeah, I will. Oh, I'll, just, send- I'll just get your link. I'll just get your link to it. Yep. And you can oh, share wow. it with anybody you want to. But I, um, I'm wondering if you have any encouragement for people who might be listening who might have anxiety yeah. like you do. Yeah, uh, when you have manic depression, you have to make sure that you don't go manic in times mm. like this, where you, you're in a hurry. 
you know, your your concentration is broken. Mm-hmm. And just at least get somewhere where you're comfortable and where people love you and uh. where, you know, just set it out and take deep breaths and, you know, because it really is a problem. It's a problem for a lot yeah. of people. You just have to take it day in and day out and pray about it and let the Lord, because you have to have a good sense that the Lord is in control, and he is, you know, and so you're on his side, you know. Uh, and I love what yeah. you said, because I think a lot of people can learn from people who who might have more anxiety in their life. They have manic depression or they mm-hmm. have mental illness. You know? mm-hmm. But Six I think, times. you know, that those when you have those experiences, like a lot of people now in this in this episode that we're in with coronavirus and everything are mm-hmm. finding themselves having much more anxiety than oh, they probably yeah. have had. Yeah. Well, and what you said about getting comfortable, get somewhere comfortable around people that love you, mm-hmm. taking deep breaths. I mean, I find myself having to do that. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, it's, you know? it's hard. I know it's very hard. And anxiety, you remember when they, uh, well, that's a long story. I won't, I won't go into it, but when they had the trade towers um, thing and we came mm-hmm. up there, I was really stressed and I didn't realize it until I blew up. And then, yeah, somebody just apologize and keep going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I-, I will be watching out for you and praying. And also, I will. Um, okay. look for you on Facebook and want to hear yeah. more about the grandkids and and okay. uh, and see the the mask and everything. Okay, okay, I'll take a picture. I I got the mask on on one of them. Anyway, I will right. talk to you later, Brent. Thank you. I so love much. you. I love you. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. And thank you to Liana, Shannon, and Aunt Nanit for coming on the podcast and for connecting with all of us. If you're curious, Liana shared her recipe for her famous witch's brew ginger tea. You can find it in the post for this episode on HaybrentLove.com. And if you're looking to support the arts and buy something beautiful, you can find my Aunt Nanit's art at MegScottArt.com. M-E-G-S-C-O-T-T-A-R-T.com. If you feel like someone you know might feel comforted by hearing how everyday people are getting through these tough days, please share this podcast. If you're looking to help the podcast, one great way to do that is to go on Apple Podcasts and review it or on Spotify and do the same. And if you, dear listener, want to be part of this podcast, go to HeyBrentLove.com and tap Coronavirus Podcast on the menu or find me on Instagram at HeyBrentLove and send me a direct message. I can't wait to talk to you. Here's a little bit of love to everyone out there. We'll get through this together.